It's time for NRL Supercoach Roundtable Discussion. We go a little bit deeper in our quest for victory. Now, here's your hosts, Holly G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanson, and Andrew Mongol-Mongol. Hello and welcome to the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast with you for another week. Only two weeks of Supercoach to go. Uh, if you've made it this far, very well done. You can get through this round and you're in your final. Um, Andrew Moldock, Mullen Riley with us as always. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Uh, crying a bit, licking the wounds here, going from the beaches, but yeah, we'll be right. Um, yeah, bring on the next round. Yeah, mathematically still in it, still in it. <laughs> And Pete uh, with us, of course. Peter Hanscom, how are you, mate? Yeah, very good. We've got two points clearance over the Seagulls now. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better. I, I, I do have a re- uh, revelation for you. One of you two will be happy man in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I can't tell you which one. <laughs> Nostradamus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ryan um, MS, a.k.a. Jared Hayne, not with us this week. He's off uh, playing some NFL. So... Uh, he hopefully be back for our final show ne- next week. But, uh, guys, uh, let's get into it. And the recaps of uh, last week's game is what we're going to talk about first of all. Um, the Dragons and the Panthers, well, you know, Pete referenced that game. St. George doing enough, really, um, to win that one. Jack DeBellin back to his usual role, a good score of 63. Trent Merrin, it was a good matchup as we suggested last week, and he came through 73. And uh, Gareth Widdop, again, a good matchup and got to 104. Look, Benji Marshall was a mere passenger out there, only scoring six supercoach points. But allowing Widdop, you know, just having that pressure off, um, just allowing Widdop to have uh, that big game, Pete. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I think uh, Benji was still a, a passenger um, uh, from his uh, hamstring injury yeah. two weeks before against the Warriors, and, you know, they thought that, Benji on one leg was better than DeBellin on two legs at halfback. <laughs> probably, probably true after the Broncos' effort. But no, Widdop was was the difference. Um, as you said, getting over 100 points. But yeah, he was the difference between the two sides on the night. But really composed on the pressure, scored a good try. His goal kicking was was spot on as well. So yeah, no, he was, played extremely well. Josh Dugan didn't really get amongst it, just the 49, um, but probably looking for him to go higher in the remaining two weeks. For the Panthers, the guys that you've got, like Bryce Cartwright, 67. Maybe Tyrone Peachy took a chance, 76. You know, about two months ago, he suggested Will Smith is a roughie, even though he wasn't playing. He could he could come good for finals. 82. Maybe you took our advice there, um, a cheapie back then. And um, But the other Panthers, like Seguiaro, you know, just 25, um, not starting. You know, he's aimed this week, but very disappointing um, there. And Josh Mansour, 49, I guess, Pete. You know, not not horrible. No, not horrible, as I said. Um, yeah, the Panthers tried pretty hard, but yeah, his, his opportunities were still pretty limited. So, you know, I think he'll, he'll be a good selection next year, that's for sure. Souths and the Bulldogs, and I'll tell you what, um, it's hard to... Uh, to predict the Rabbitohs at the moment, very up and down. Uh, Jason Clark, back-to-back good week, 75 points there, leading the way for the Rabbitohs supercoach-wise. Uh, Chris McQueen, 54. I've been pretty impressed with him in recent uh, outings. But guys like Adam Reynolds, just the 46, very disappointing considering the matchup. You know, Cameron McGuinness, he looked, you know, obviously 45, still a decent score because he was obviously uh, lacking the match fitness. Greg Inglis going off with that injury, just getting the 46 there, you know, and, and you know, now it looks like he'll be gone for a week getting some surgery. Um, not a lot going on there, there, Andrew. Uh, pretty much a disappointing effort. 
Yeah, I was a bit surprised with some of the selections, like Glenn Stewart starting off the bench. But um, again, they're, they're so unpredictable at the moment. The, the Rabbitohs, hot one week and cold the next. I mean, Inglis hurt me, and he's probably going to hurt a lot of people having this week off with minimal yeah. trades left. It's um, they're going to be a tough week. But yeah, the Rabbits uh, outdone by uh, what what my pick was the, the <clears throat> excuse me the doggies uh, grand final winners. I think they're going to go very deep into the uh, final series. Mate, they just look so good and, and so intense throughout the whole game. It was hard not to uh, get get excited about their players. Yeah, that's right. And, and let's have a look at some of them now. You know, um, James Graham, 73. Trent Hodkinson, 73. Yeah. Some of their bigger names really stepping up the right time of the year. Typical Des Hasler footy. Sam Cassiano, 65. We suggested maybe he's worth a shot in last week's Roundtable podcast. So coming through, Curtis Rona getting another try, getting up to 80. And Sam Perrett, 76. Brett Morris, not the best matchup, but getting to 73. Um, Damien Cook, the hooker, who could have predicted that one coming in for Michael Leach. And not only the 42 tackles, but adding a try and a try assist and a line break. 88 total points. Uh, a lot of big names. Big ones there, um, Andrew. And, and realistically, at the moment, even though it's not the easiest run home for them, with it all to play for a top four berth on the line, um, you, you could look at some of those guys if you've got a trade or two up your sleeve. Oh, it's typical uh, Des Hasler style of uh, football, you know, Bart Cummings, Melbourne, Melbourne Cup kind of mm. style, you know, get him just there, thereabouts all season and then just hit the button the right time. It's typical Des Hasler. Great coach. you have the players uh, raring to go. I uh, won't get him too excited, but yeah, like I said, he he's uh, training them to perfection. Sharks um, versus the Tigers, good win for Cronulla and some of their outside backs. Michael Gordon, 86. Valentine Holmes, 93. Doing the business, Ricky Latelli, 48. Um, you know, against a weak Tigers outfit. Luke Lewis went large, he got to 94. Wade Graham was decent to 60, but Paul Gallen spent some time off with a little niggle. Just the 52, a little bit disappointing. Um, Jack Bird, you know, he had a few mistakes early, but ended up with 71, so he ended up with a decent day. Michael Lennis, 66, uh, he's been very consistent this year, getting the job done. But really, it was the backs, Andrew, that uh, you know paved the way, and, and good good omen for um, for the final two rounds if you own him. Yeah, mate. I mean, what else can you say about Valentine Holmes? He's a, he's a superstar in the making, if not already. Uh, Mickey Gordon, I mean, he was a super coach, must have a couple of years ago, and he's he's starting to hit that form again. And Jack Bird, if you didn't have him at the start of the year, you're probably kicking yourself now because he's proved to be an, uh, a pretty good buy, you know, with uh, the, the cash that he's made and also the, the, the points that he puts up. Got those upsides, and that's what you really want this time of year, getting those big numbers. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Gordon goes uh, next year at the Eels. Uh, the Tigers, on the other hand, you know, you look at Marty Tapao, he tried hard coming back from that suspension, 70 points. Uh, I thought Curtis Sirinan was really good. They've got to find a way to get him more involved um, in the way that they sort of attack. 62 points, a fine individual try. Um, not a lot else happening. I thought Keith Galloway had one of his better games against his old club there, 47. Aaron Woods was quiet, just 38. They targeted him, the Cronulla defence. Same with James Tedesco. Still got the 51. So, I mean, that's, that's super coach gold on a, on a bad day that you still score over 50. Um, you know, guys like Kevin Naguama, 51. Tim Simona, 62. Uh, 
these are, these are players to the Tigers that have the ability, but um, yeah, all the rage in in the news today is about Robbie Farah, you know, being told to look elsewhere from next year on. Only thirty eight Supercoach points, Andrew. You know, we've we've said it the last few weeks. You know, Supercoach wise, I guess you know those stats translate to his actual play on the field as as, as according to the Tigers' management. Mate, it's it's like he's been playing with something hanging over his head, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, we said it post Origin once. He, especially him, I, I found I find it's him a lot of the time. Um, this especially with uh, him not making the semi-finals or, or as soon as Origin finishes, he just drops off. As soon as um, as soon as Origin finishes, and obviously this year is no different. So um, it's a shame because I mean he was my first pick this year. You know, Robbie Farrow, he's always been good, good for uh, good you know good points and. It's just been a disappointing year for him all around, I think. Such a key position. And, and of course, going back, you know, front rowers and, and hookers were combined as one, so it was <laughs> even more important to pick a couple of gun hookers. And, and Farrow, along with Cameron Smith, was that man, and this year just hasn't hasn't lived up to it. But like you say, we might see a couple of good games now that the maybe the, the weight would have been lifted. Well, it might be it might be worth just keeping an eye on him for next year, you know. Uh, different different team, different style might, might suit him a bit better. Might go back to that more running... Ball playing uh, hooker than he that he was. Souths, uh, no Isaac Luke. You know, could be a prime target. That you know, if he goes into a good situation with a team that is definitely a finals contender, I think you're right. And, and a team that a team like Souths that have sort of got their main players there and trying to get one last tilt at it before a lot of their team breaks up could be the perfect option. Let's look at the Warriors and the Cowboys. Uh, we have to sort of gloss over the Warriors a little bit. Tumalala Lalehi has been outstanding. In the halves, um, some great play there um, early in the game against the Cowboys. Got the 91 super coach points. Simon Mannering, you say the same thing over and over with him with 83. You know, Bodine Thompson had to come off the bench. Still got the 40, but, but a big risk there. And other names from earlier in the year, like Solomon Okada, just four. Jacob Lilliman went down in the very first play of the game, just the one. Very hard to go anywhere with the Warriors. Uh, maybe Nathan Friend, 58. While the Cowboys, well... The opposite, you can say about that. Jonathan Thurston, never mind the tougher than usual matchup. 107 Supercoach points, doing it all. Uh, obviously, the goal kicking really helping him along too there. Um, Justin O'Neill, 119. Kyle Feld, 112. They really led the way there uh, for the backs. And and Kane Linnett, 64 as well, you can add there. And then the forwards. Guys like Ben Spina stepping up, 74. Cohen Hess, 75. And... Um, Really showing that they, you know, they can step up in the absence of uh, James Tamar going off early there. Just the eleven for him. Yeah, you know, Jason Tamalolo coming good sixty, um, and you know, one other guy we should mention because Michael Morgan went down. Of course, uh, just getting the thirty-nine is Lachlan Coote, who's going to play like a five-eight, like probably from now on in. He got the ninety-six points, a whopping four tries. Pete, he, he he could be one to watch those final two weeks. Absolutely. This guy's a class player. He always has been right from his, his early Penrith days. He just uh, copped some, some injuries, but he's, he's taken the pressure off, off Jonathan Thurston to a certain extent in, in up at the Cowboys. He's played a fair bit of 5.8s before, so it doesn't surprise me at all that he did well after Michael Morgan went off. But, yeah, certainly one to watch with uh, the luckless Michael Morgan out injured. Let's hope that Morgan is back soon. 
Yeah, if you're a Michael Morgan owner, you know, that, that's a tough one. And maybe Coot, who plays the dual positions, I know Ryan's talked about the two in the past, you know, sort of like for like there, could be the trade to make if you own him. The Roosters and the Broncos, pretty good game of rugby league. More injuries. Joe Hargrove's going down, just got the 13. Maybe he just picked him up. You know, he had um, a tweet there from Just Dave asking, you know, do do I swap Woods for Joe Hargreaves? And luckily he didn't. Because uh, Hargrove's now gone for the year. Um, we, we saw Mitchell Pearce go down, just got to six points. And, you know, even though Michael Jennings finished the game with uh, 38 supercoach points, he's now out next week. But on the flip side, James Maloney was very good. Only got the 42 supercoach points, but uh, the way he played uh, in Pearce's absence, you're circling for this week. You're circling him for sure. Uh, Roger Tuvasa-Shek, look, he couldn't get the same... Um, line breaks. He didn't get any line breaks. In fact, no tries, no tries. He's still got the 64 points. He had an amazing uh, 19 hit-ups over 8 metres um, plus another 6 hit-ups. So it was just one of those kick-return days where he just kept uh, churning out the metres. Um, Aiden Guerra, 62. Jake Friend, 63. Boyd Cordner, 72. These guys were the workhorses for the Roosters. And Blake Ferguson had some defensive lapses, um, but he was very good in attack. Got the 65 supercoach and um, uh, super catch points. And I guess it's another guy that maybe you, you don't have him if you've got to trade up your sleeve, you know, as a point of difference, can play um, fullback. Um, we're probably going to, we, we will be talking in a moment about uh, Greg Inglis being out, Andrew. Uh, he could be one that you'd consider. Ferguson, yeah, I mean, like I said, they've got, I'm not going to say easy, but uh, <laughs> manly next weekend. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't see uh, Manly containing Ferguson. You see uh, how semi-red Raja went, as we'll talk about shortly. So it's just, I mean, Manly at the moment, their defence, especially on the fringes, aren't aren't too, uh, it's not too crush hot. So it's it's tough to say, but I think Blake Ferguson might have a field day against Manly. The way he treated some of those very good Broncos defenders, uh, yeah, probably... Probably says a, says a lot. Well, I mean, uh, he's probably got a point to prove too with Jennings being out. Everyone's going to lift. You, you just wait and see. Like I said, I, I love the I love the Roosters players, uh, super coach wise. Mm. Uh, let's just get that clear. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, yeah, like I said, Roosters players that, that they're, they're always pretty safe bets. Yeah, it will be a big game, of course, uh, this uh, Friday night. Look, let's look at Brisbane now. Corey Parker, he led the way. A tough matchup, still got 76 supercoach points and um, didn't even kick a goal. You know, he missed one, so he lost two points there. Uh, that's outstanding. If you made him captain every week, you'd, you'd never really be disappointed. Corey Oates, 62. Look, loving what we're seeing out of Oates. Definitely one to highlight for next year. Um, playing on the wing, maybe he'll end up in the second row. Um, it's hard to say, but, you know, he's just improving week after week. Another big improver is one that Pete um, said to watch earlier in the year. Jared Wallace, 52, doing a good job. Andrew McCulloch got to 52, um, but... He, he saw some game time, a uh, decrease in his game time with Caden Nicarima coming on the final 15 minutes and staying out there. Nicarima only got 15 points, but eating into McCulloch there. And I thought Ben Hunt, it was a very tough matchup, but Ben Hunt was excellent uh, to get to 60, a couple of tries there. Certainly um, what we saw at Anthony Milford, who only got to 24, is what we expected could happen to Ben Hunt as well, Andrew. But I um, mean, bucking the trend against a very tough Roosters outfit. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the scores are pretty indicative of. of the score wasn't it? It was, a, it was a tough old game, and it was a good game. But uh, I mean, like you said before, Corey Parker didn't even score a goal, and, and he's you know he could be a captain choice every week. So um, 
Yeah, keen to see how they go again next week. But um, they're the Broncos, so they've got the the bunnies, don't they? Uh, on yeah. Thursday night. So yeah, should be um, should be should be interesting. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough run home. I mean, they got um, Souths and then Melbourne, but oh, I could see them winning both those games. To be honest, uh, let's look at the Titans and the Raiders. And, you know, Canberra didn't show up. And their coach basically had him a leave pass after the game. Ricky Stewart said, yeah, you know, um, after the way that we lost last week, uh, I, I can see why, you know, we didn't turn up this yeah, week. Yeah, that was a pretty piss-poor excuse. Oh, excuse my the language. Yeah, oh, I agree. It was, yeah. Um, and we said, you know, look, this is the one where we, when we don't know which Canberra team will show up. They could either come up all fired up and with a point to prove and win by 30, or they could do what they did. Good luck to Kane Elgy, 116 Supercoach points if you've got him. Neen McDonald, Nene McDonald, 110. He looks like a star in the making, um, this ex-Roosters uh, winger who's playing in the centres and, and taking over in a way from what James Roberts was doing earlier in the year. Roberts only getting to 27. So that's very interesting. Ryan James, you know, this is the type of game that we thought he'd deliver more of this year. He got the 74 Khalifa, five five lower, 78. The two tries, you know, really stepping up his numbers, but still a good performance. And um, Ignatius Parsi, it's another name, you know, maybe to watch next year, Pete, getting up to, to 52. Some, some, some okay performances in there. Yeah, well, some of these Titans players, as you mentioned with Parsi, have sort of come on a bit this year and uh, also increasing his game time. And, and probably that's been a little bit due to some, some injuries. Some of these players, particularly folks like Nate Miles, has been out a bit this year. Um, and James is missing for a couple of weeks. But, yeah, certainly ones to, to watch for next year, that's for sure. The Raiders, uh, I think the less said, the better. Jared Kennedy, good effort, got the 66. Jared Croker managed to try to sort of salvage his day, got the 60. But it's hard to touch a lot of these guys. Some of those names like Jack White in 28, Blake Austin 15, these are guys you've probably had in, in and around your lineup. And, uh, you know, at the business end of the year, they're really under underperforming. Paul Vaughan, 46, Josh Hodgson, 51, and Sean Fenson, 47. Probably the best you could say there. But at the moment, any Raiders players you've got left, if you manage to get through this week, you're probably trying to shed them. Or if you've got no trades left, just not putting them in your life. Untrustworthy at this point. Seagulls and the Eels, I hate to do this to you, Andrew. We'll quickly go through some of these manly players. Blake Leary went into hooker and made 46 tackles. He got the 61 super coach points. Kieran Foran was still strong with 58. Daly Tree Evans was a good matchup. He only got the 52. That was a bit disappointing. Obviously, the Matt Ballon injury there, just the 18. Jamie Lyon, you know, should have probably done better, but the wet conditions didn't help 45. But um, And same, you could say, Brett Stewart, just 24. But um, two guys that did play to their standard, Jake Dubrovic, 65, and Felitti Matau, yet again, 59, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that you say, sorry, but Blake Leary, he, uh, he's been named at hooker this week, mm-hmm. so he, he'll probably get a bit more game time than usual. Um, yeah, and again, Matteo, uh, again, same as uh, we are saying about uh, Mickey Gordon, he, he used to be a, a, a super coach, must have, a couple of years ago, and he, he seems to get, uh, having a bit more of an impact. Yeah, they've so actually... That, Said they're going yeah. to keep him now. Yeah, or is that they might actually keep him now. So, I mean, he's yeah, he's he's got a good offload. He's he seems like he's lifting his work rate. So I guess it's another one to watch for next year. And uh, Jakey T, yeah, he, he just keeps working, mate. The, the, the interchange is going to do him wonders. Uh, the lower interchange next year is going to do it. His game and his points wonders next year. He's got a big motor, so he's um. He's yeah. going to be purpose-built for the Supercoach next year, I think. Yeah, I think he's one 
to keep not just for next year but for many years to come. Parramatta, well, they're bright, shining lights. semi Radradra, no Brad Takarengi, no worries. 83 super coach points. Probably could have gone larger had the conditions uh, suited him. Um, and the end of the game where Parramatta didn't need to sort of... They, they shut up shop in the last 10. So, you know, uh, even higher ceiling sort of was potential uh, there for Radradra. I thought the back row was Manu Mao, 76, and Tepai Maroa, 72. Their best game of the year. Uh, Mao's been good most of the year, but Maroa, he's showed flashes, but this is one where he really put it together. Hopefully. Yeah, he had a blinder against Mao in the first game too. It's just against Mao. <laughs> yeah, if he can bottle that, yeah. he'll be a very That's fine player. And uh, David Gow with 50. And, and Corey Norman only got to 39, but, but, you know, much like Maloney in the Roosters' effort, Norman was the one that en- engineered that and driven it once they got in the lead, so he deserves credit there. But, yeah, you're not really going out and getting those Parramatta players now, except maybe Rad Radra, and you're certainly playing him if you've already got him. Storm and the Knights, the last game of the round. Um, Melbourne were horrible. Then um, look, full credit to Newcastle. They played that type of disturbing game that uh, affected Melbourne and, and maybe even if the Storm were on their game, I don't know if they would have got away with the two points in this one. But guys like Jesse Bromwich, 50. Will Chambers, 40. Will Chambers had a, a, a horror night. Three errors. He had a, another one where he put a, a kick through that I don't know who he was, what he was trying to do and Coach Bellamy blew up. Um, Toe Harris got the 49. Ryan Hinchcliffe played extra minutes with, now, with no Dale Finuke and he got the 46. Cameron Munster still looks pretty good, 63, although he was targeted by the Knights' defence. And Cameron Smith, again, peak below, he's usual, just just the 52, although 40 tackles, I guess you can't complain. Yeah, you know, I guess 52 is not a, a bad low score to have, is it? Mm. Um, you know, um, he's, he's a champ. I'm sure he'll, he'll come back in the coming weeks um, with uh, Melbourne, you know, really now needing to get a win to see whether they can... And squeeze her into the top four there. It also, if they lose their last two, um, they could potentially drop out of the eights if results go there that go against them. So, um, yeah, they need to be on their game the next couple of weeks. I'm sure blokes like Smith and Cronk will, will rise again. Yeah, and the Knights, um, well, Tyrone Roberts, I thought this was his best game that I've seen him play for Newcastle. He's flashed at times, but a more level-headed performance, and that's something that Gold Coast fans would love to see from him next year when he goes up there. 91 Supercoach points. Tarek Sims was fired up for this one. He got to 81. Um, Cade Snowden, 63, another big game for him. Jake Mamoji looks good. Um, another one to circle for next year, 58. Even Sione Mataudia had one of his better games, 45. And, of course, the uh, yeah, Kirk Gidley, who's going out in style really now, heading out off to England with some good um, vintage Gidley performances. He got to, to 59, Peter. A pretty good day um, for the Knights. And they're just playing with a lot of, lot of effort. You can't really pick any players super coach wise but you can't, you know, um, unless you're, you're really thinking you've got no chance, maybe you throw throw sort of a bit of caution to the wind because some of these guys are putting up some pretty uh, terrific numbers. Yeah, um, certainly are. I guess Sims was motivated uh, particularly against Melbourne, um, but they've got a very hard matchup against the Bulldogs. Uh, very informed Bulldogs this weekend, albeit up at Newcastle. So, um, but yeah, I, you couldn't really see the, the Knights players scoring big super coach points uh, this week, certainly against the Bulldogs, that's for sure. This is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. That is the uh, recap of round 24. 
Very tough round uh, um, to get through if you had to play this week. Some of those big names not quite stepping up to the mark and then any injuries as well coming in. If you did get through, well done. Um, you're now looking at what do you do for round 25? Do you have a trade left? Greg Inglis is probably the biggest name, super coach wise of those that aren't going to play this week. Andrew, I guess when you're looking at alternatives, you maybe you can look at centers and wingers as well because you might have a guy in your centers and wingers you can drop back to fullback or maybe a straight out fullback. Is there one that stands out to you, one or one or two that maybe um, super coach owners don't already own? Well, someone who's not really high on the percentage, is, is, which is surprising, is, is, is Dugan. He, um, I mean, yep. with the part with the two rounds to go, he's probably got the easiest draw mm. and the most to play for. So I really, I'm, I'm looking at bringing in a Dugan for English on a straight swap, and also another one would be uh, uh, Ferguson, who we spoke about before. Um, yeah, he, he can play fullback too, and like I said, he might have a field day this weekend. Yeah, Dugan, he's picked to go to 73 points this week alone, 59 next week. Positive matchups both weeks, particularly in round 25. But even um, that game in round 26 against the Tigers, look, they could have fallen apart with the Robbie Farrow announcement. We're not sure which way that's going to go. Do they turn up and play for him or, you know, do they fall apart? Does St George need for and against? Do they... Do they you know, drop one to the Titans this week and they're playing for four against in the final round. We, we don't quite know, but at this point, Dugan, a, a lot of upside going into that. Ferguson, tougher matchups, but he may step up in the absence of others uh, for, for sure as well. Pete, um, are, we, are we looking outside those guys? I mean, if you don't own Rad Rad or Tedesco, and that'd be obvious ones also, but maybe Dugan is, is the one. Yeah, I think you'd have to say, like, Dugan has been very consistent this year and touch wood injury-free uh, and controversy-free. Um, so, now, as you said, his matchups over the next two weeks are looking pretty good. Um, he was OK. As we said, his score wasn't outstanding against Penrith last week. Um, so there's an element of risk there, but um, you'd expect him to expect the whole team to lift against the Titans this week with everything on the line. We talked, yeah, I, I totally agree. Look, we talked about Brett Morris um, in the past sort of couple of shows. Again, if you haven't picked him up yet, I think he's another one. You know, he's even predicted to do better than, than Dugan slightly. I think four, four points above him per game uh, for the last two weeks. So there's another one. And obviously, as we mentioned, Tedesco, Roger Tuvas, Hasek, if for whatever reason, you know, you don't have these guys, which you should have at this time of year. Uh, if you've got this far, um, they're also up there predictor-wise. But certainly out of the ones, you may not have Morris and Dugan, I think, uh, star with um, Ferguson as, as one that uh, yeah, also could could surprise and could do very, very well. Um, now, look, we talked about the, this roundtable podcast, of course. You can find it, but not only it on our website, www.supercoachpros.com, because we also got those recaps, the Supercoach previews on there, upgrades, downgrades, Pete's profits, all the information. You should follow us on Twitter as well, at Supercoachpros. We're almost at 150. It would be great to sneak to 150 before the end of this season. Uh, our first sort of season uh, as the relaunching specifically and only for uh, exclusively for Supercoach uh, and NRL Fantasy. So... You know, a great, a great achievement. Sort of get those the, the Twitter followers up there um, from naught to start of the year to, to 150 uh, would be would be tremendous. So follow us on Twitter if you haven't already at Supercoach Pros. Uh, just these two weeks to go. I hope you're still in it 
in it to win it. Um, and, you know, we talked about those Supercoach previews you can find online. Let's take a quick look now at the best picks. Um, Maloney, Jonathan Thurston, you know, these are big names, obviously, but good matchups to boot. Rad Raja is up there again. Corey Parker, Brett Morris we mentioned already. Paul Gallen uh, wasn't so good last week, should hit back this week. And even Simon Mannering against the Tigers who... You know, uh, we don't. We're not sure which team's going to show up there on the weekend. The upticks: Tupo Maloney. Um, there, Andrew. You know, you mentioned Manley's. Um, I guess backline defence. You know, Daniel Tupo's one that that could you could want to take a punt on. Uh, Mo Sembai is also up there. Who one Pete we talked about the week before, and obviously Dugan Brett Morris. But the down ticks: Daly Cherevans a very tough matchup against the Roosters. Brett Stewart's in there as well for that same reason. Dane Gagai, I think you've moved on from him anyway. Jake Granville's got a tough one there for North Queensland, as does Anthony Milford for the Broncos. So really temper your expectations there. Um, let's look at some of those games. You know, starting with the Rabbitohs, Broncos, a- Andrew. I-, I guess Isaac Luke comes back. Um, he's probably the one, the one you're targeting, and maybe you're giving Adam Reynolds one more shot. I mean, a, a lot of people would have. Uh got scared off by Luke mm. being uh, suspended that last week. So I guess he's a, he's a good target to have. And yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, I can't, I, I don't know about Reynolds. I think I'd be more looking at someone like, yeah, Isaac Luke. Mm. It's a very bad matchup. The Broncos, you know, they've shown it, what they did to, to um, Gareth Whittup a couple of weeks ago, Pete. I mean, you know, what they did la- last week. To, to Maloney, even though he played very well, he only scored forty-two supercoach points. It'd be hard to go with, with with Reynolds, wouldn't it? Absolutely, and we've also don't forget, gentlemen, what we've seen earlier in the season or previously from South Sydney without one of their big stars this mm-hmm. week, without Inglis, and I think the rest of the team will suffer as well. Um, so I think there's another <clears throat> another factor to take into consideration. Yeah, Adam Reynolds has not been. Real good at all. He, he may improve with the addition of Luke Keery and Isaac Luke there, but yeah, I, you, you couldn't bank on it, I don't think. Brisbane, the short turnaround worries me. Um, I'm, I didn't read if they stayed in Sydney or not um, from the Saturday night game against the Roosters. They have. Perhaps they did. Yeah, there you go. They um, have, yeah. That's a tough turnaround. Look, they're a, good, they're a good team coached by you know the best coach in the business. If anyone can overcome it, they can. But I'm intrigued to see how they turn up on that short turnaround because that, to me, suggests if this team's a true sort of premiership-winning team or not. Um, Corey Parker, you know, we talked about him. He's captain option. Andrew, Andrew McCulloch gets the upgrade, but again, with Nick Arima on the bench, it's tough to play. And we already mentioned how Milford has a tough matchup among others, including uh, Ben Hunt as well. Um, oh, Again, you know, it's it's a great round for a neutral fan, but super cage wise, Andrew, you just you're pulling your hair out, aren't you? Your best players have got pretty pretty tough matchups here. Yeah, it was like that last week too. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Like McCulloch, I think he hasn't been right since he he rolled his ankle a couple of weeks ago. So I think they're just taking a softly softly reproach with him. Um, yeah, it's I mean the Brisbane forwards are usually pretty good, you know. They're, Good to, to kind of bank on, like with, with Parker. So it's just, yeah, like you said, tough round. Um, I'll be watching with very uh, keen eyes. Yeah, and I know you'll be watching with uh, maybe l- less keener eyes, but a stronger heart 
the following day the seagulls and the roosters. Yeah, mate, yeah. <laughs> Manly, look, there's not a lot to say. We talked about Fleety Matau. He's probably the best one here. Gets a very tough Roosters outfit. Daly Trevins gets a downgrade. What a high risk that would be. Even Jake Traborovic. Um, and from the Roosters' perspective, they don't have Jared Rhea Hargraves or Mitchell Pearce or Michael Jennings. Yes, James Maloney gets a nice bump up. So maybe you give him a shot. Roger Tuvasa-Shek gets a downgrade. But, it, you know, you, you're starting him. We mentioned Blake Ferguson, of course, as well as well as uh, Daniel Tupo. Um, and Pete, I think super coach wise, go with your regulars here. But as a game, I mean, it's going to be a wonderful game. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's like you said that the Roosters are, are very hard to score against. They are a couple of players down there, so that even though that might make a bit of a difference, um, oh, it's going to be an incredible game. I still remember the. The finals game between these two in 2013, where the the Roosters beat them four nil, it was just a very low score, obviously, but an absolute humdinger of a match. And now, as a neutral supporter, I'm really looking forward to it. Let's look at the Eels and the Sharks. Semirad Radra, you know, predicted to get to 83. Look, they got little to pay for Parramatta, but they're the type of team at the moment. They're playing for pride. They have a good record against Cronulla, particularly at, at Pertec Stadium. Oh, geez, I. You know, it it could be a good a good week for them again. Tim Manners back, Rad Radra, Norman could be good options, and um, Manu Mao as well. The Sharks, Paul Gallen should do well, but we said that last week it didn't quite eventuate. Uh, Luke Lewis and Wade Graham, I think, are worth a go. Jack Bird's got a nice upgrade. Um, and more upside for guys like Valentine Holmes and, and My- Michael Gordon, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, Paris' defence was really pretty impressive last week, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's hard to, uh, again, hard. Um, yeah, Valentine Holmes, he, he's a great player, obviously, and, and Gallon, as long as he's not trying any chip and chases again, <laughs> I'll be happy. Um, yeah, I think um, the, the usual, I think, the, the guns will shine in this one. But, yeah, I, I like um, I like Valentine Holmes. He, he, might, he might score a couple this weekend. Yeah, he already got in the 90s last week, so he might double up. But I do think Parramatta will... I think they might even win that one. I'll de- definitely take them all the way. Knights and the Bulldogs. Newcastle have been very good the last couple of weeks, effort-wise. Probably the Bulldogs are going to take it to another level, however. Kate Snowden, you're probably still thinking about him you know, here. Maybe Tarek Sims as well. Um, yeah. If you don't have any Newcastle players, that's the preferable option, I think. Damien <laughs> Cook was very good last week. Now, if you've got a couple of trades left and you want to bring in a, a cheapie, well, he's the obvious one. Um, Brett Morris, we've mentioned enough on the show. I think Moses Embi is another one, Pete, that you uh, have talked about. This is really the matchup for him. He could really go large. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. He's a, he's a class player and he's been scoring good points pretty much all year. And he's now... Uh, a, appears to he's got a little bit of a jump on Josh Reynolds. There is a rumour that Josh Reynolds will be back this weekend. In what capacity, no one knows and probably won't know till an hour before kickoff. So keep an eye for the, for the updated tweets from Supercoach Pros on that one. Um, yeah, the, the Knights uh, aren't without a chance in this. Um, I'm still amazed by their result against Melbourne the other night. And if Gidley can play well again, uh, the team might do it for, for Kurt two more games. Uh the Knights have their, um, I'm not sure if this is their last home game, but they do have their, their Knights Old Boys game or the last game of each year on right. uh, 
Yeah, it is old boys round this round for them, so yeah. they always get up for it, don't they, Pete? They do. Even they beat the Dragons up there last year, and the Dragons got an excellent record up there. So, um, yeah, I, I'd still expect the Bulldogs to win, and, and blokes like Umbai and Brett Morrison so on to get decent points, but the Knights, the Knights will give you a show for a long way, I think. Storm and the Cowboys. This is another one of those ones, Andrew, that we're saying, why? Why do these have to play each other this round when we've got it all on the line? Um, Jesse Bromwich should still do well. Cameron Smith as well. Maybe not the upside that, that you hope for, but decent numbers. Marika Korobiti gets an upgrade, believe it or not, as does Will Chambers. Uh, Tahu Harris, perhaps, but Cameron Munster getting getting the downgrade. Meanwhile, for the Cowboys, I think Jonathan Thurston is the obvious choice. Um, he was good in a tough matchup last week, so this one he should do really well. Um, certainly worth making Captain Kyle Phelps, an interesting one. He certainly went large last week. Could do again. Um, and then we're going to be really watching out, Andrew, for, for Lachlan Coote, I guess, with Michael Morgan out. How will he go? Yeah, it should be a good one now. I like I like the Melbourne Forge in this. I think Cameron Smith will bounce back, as, as will uh, Bromwich. And, again, Thurston, all class. He'll, he'll, he'll do all right. And, yeah, Lachlan Coote should be interesting. He'll... Obviously won't get as many tackles as Morgan gets, but uh, more touches than he probably usually gets. So it will be interesting to see how he goes. Ray Thompson's been named at 5'8", but I wouldn't be surprised if Rory Jason ends up starting that game as a defensive option at 5'8", and then Thompson comes on a bit later. So we'll see. Tigers and the Warriors, not so easy to choose, but as we said earlier about, look, if you... You're looking at your matchup thinking, oh, I'm not likely to win this, but I've got a trade or two up my sleeve. I've got these guys on my bench. Maybe I'll make James Tedesco captain. Look, this is a type of game, Pete, where we could see it being, the final score being 40 to 30 and Supercoach points just are plenty. Yeah, oh, you, could, you know, you can discuss this game for an hour and a half and still not try and work out what happened. Um, it's, it's the unpredictable versus the inconsistent, that's for sure. But the one big consistent, as you mentioned, has been Tedesco. He's, he's a class actor and has been scoring some really good super coach points of late, in particular that game against Melbourne. He was absolutely outstanding a few weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, if, you, if you've got him, you're, la- you're laughing, I think. Um, as we mentioned about Aaron Woods being Mr. Consistency and a good idea to keep him. Uh, Chris Lawrence is back in a little bit of a surprise. I thought he was gone for the season. Um, but the Warriors really... As soon as Sean Johnson uh, went down with injury against Manly, the rest of the team was followed in, in every way, shape and form, uh, which is a great shame. Um, you'd have to say, I, I think I would favour the Tigers to win this one. And, yeah, as I said, I think your stars might be Tedesco, Blake's like Nofa Luma, and Kevin Naguama might put in a performance like he did against Canterbury earlier this year. wouldn't surprise. Yeah, Robbie Farrar, um, yeah, that whole thing will be interesting yeah. to see how they adapt to that, whether they come out and play for him or whether everyone's a bit flat because of the news. I think that will decide who will win that game. Aaron Woods does have a better matchup um, there. So does Bodine Thompson. If you held on to Bodine Thompson from earlier in the year and you're still in it, well, you know, you can probably start him this week. I don't know if I'd bring him in. There's probably better options to trade him, but certainly if he's already in your lineup, uh, he could be better than the guy that you've been starting in his stead the last few weeks. Simon Mannering's the obvious one for the Warriors. Um, guys like Solomon Akata, Tamil Lalahi, they get huge, you know, 
um, huge upside, let's put it that way, big ceilings. Titans and the Dragons. There's not a lot to say here, Supercoach-wise. The Dragons are very stingy, so Kane Elgy, you know, despite being brilliant last week, under three figures, he could really bottom out this week. Uh, maybe Nino McDonald and James Roberts, but it's not easy to look there. While the Dragons, it's all about Josh Dugan, although Trent Merrin and Jack DeBellin and even Mitch Rain should also do well. Um, and, you know, finally the Raiders and the Panthers, not a lot to talk about there, I think. Yeah, Andrew, you're looking at maybe Blake Austin. It's an attractive matchup, but how? You know, he was so bad last week. He hasn't been good lately. Maybe it'd have to just be Sean Fenson, or if it's any Raider. And Penrith, well, James Seguiara is back at hooker, but uh, hard hard to trust with Apisikorosa named at number six. Ah, oh, mate, Stickley. <laughs> what I was going to say, I think Ricky Stewart has, has uh, given them the out. They don't need to play anymore. And Ivan Cleary said a couple of weeks ago this season was over. So. Uh, they're just going to have fun now. I guess that might that might come into it at the end. They're throwing, throwing the ball around a little bit, but it's too hard to trust, especially with the, the Supercoach season coming down to a couple of games now. So you wouldn't want to risk it on this game. Last uh, Monday, if you went into the game with no players, um, you probably would have been fairly happy with the final outcome if you were ahead because uh, not a lot of the big names doing well. Probably be the same again. This week, if you've already locked off your, your final score uh, on a Sunday afternoon, it's probably the way to go. I think that's, yeah, that's probably a good, good way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, Blake Austin's just fallen in a heap, super coach-wise and everything else-wise. I don't know what's going on down there. Yeah, I think Andrew hit the nail on the head. They got the out from the coach and, and they took it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, they've, they've got a long way, long way to go to get into that professionalism that need, needs to be. But they've certainly got the talent down there in the nation's capital, but it's the same thing that's haunted them for many years now. And uh, coach after coach hasn't seemingly been able to fix it there. Um, that is it for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable podcast. Only one more show before uh, the Super Coach season wraps up. We will do a grand final edition just to talk all things and wrap all things in a night. Nice, neat little bow and maybe even look sneak peek ahead to next year but certainly as far as Supercoach season's gone just one more show to go next week Pete thank you so much again as always always a pleasure guys good luck to your boys on Sunday and Andrew very much uh, seeing their luck your way against the tough Reese's outfit for Friday night thank you for tonight thanks boys I'll uh, speak to you soon and uh, we will catch you next week for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. I am Paulie G. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, you can download all these on iTunes or at the website www.supercoachpros.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros. We'll be tweeting out before each and every game, giving you the final team lineup so you don't get a zero. And the all-important uh, qualifying final for your uh, grand final Supercoach weeks coming up next week. That's it for the show. Bye now.